Sports is good this year. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we got a we got a comic comics about sports coming up. Do we? I put that in there. Yeah. Good on you. I was like, we yeah, get. Let's do this. I thought you were gonna say we have a we have to fucking copyright. A lot of manga actually. Do that. Yeah, which is weird. Oh, I always confuse it's when people shit. say manga with hentai. Oh, that's yes, that's quite different. So I just assume tentacles when you're talking. About. No, that's quite different. And uh, Super Saiyan. Yeah. Oh, in the bathtub. <laughs> You can't see my face now, but it's definitely Super Saiyan saying. dick in the bathtub? Uh, that strip? Chi-Chi. Yeah. Chi-Chi. I was like, what am I reading? <laughs> I'd love like, to meet a girl. I was in grade school, and I was like, I'd love on? to meet a girl named Chi-Chi. I feel like those are one of the names that it can't be bad. There's certain names yeah. for females that, across the board, you're always going to meet like a beautiful Chi-Chi. Chi-Chi? Can't think of another one? Because I don't want to. I could, but I've, I've, like, I've met ugly Betty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Betty, Betty, for the most part, Betty's usually up. <laughs> Um, we had a, <laughs> we had a point to something. Damn it. No, I said we should copyright, we have to copyright Sports is Good this year. Okay. Because that's, there's money in that. Alright. Like, it's steak sauce All money. Right. Like, A1. Patent pending. Yeah, don't steal, hey man, people in Thailand, <laughs> we said Sports is Good first. Back at it again, like we never left. Coke and dank. Dank and coke. It's the Lethal Weapons. Hey, dang. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a while since you that, eh? No, you caught me mid drink, uh, man. Fuck. What's the worst part about having sex in a graveyard? Uh, my balls on the ground? Digging up the body. I had to think about that for a little bit. I was like, yeah. but she's alive. Oh, no. No. She's dead. No, she isn't. That's the joke. A little dirty. A little dark. A little necrophilia. I wish you would have referenced somehow. Um, what? Fuck, what's the name of MacGruber? Because <laughs> that's the right way to have sex in the fucking cemetery. Oh, I love that movie. It's, the ghost? Yeah. And he gives it to that ghost. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. To the point that the the grave the, gra- the grave the, the gravekeeper walking by is like, <laughs> "Fuck, this guy doing like pants to the ankle and everything, right? Like oh, going at her." A fucking great movie. If you haven't realized, we're talking about MacGruber. It's a yeah. MacGruber review cast podcast. This is episode thirty-seven for talking about MacGruber. We're talking about celery. Episode thirty-five, actually, that's pretty close. Oh, nice. We're, talk- <laughs> we're talking about celery this episode. This was supposed to come out weeks ago. Well, this is going to be our Christmas episode. And if you're timing this right, congratulations. Merry Christmas. It's Christmas again. Yeah, it's right. Nice Christmas. <laughs> yeah. If you just discover this around Christmas, I mean, perfect. No one's to say perfect. it's not Christmas. Again, we have Christmas in July. Some people celebrate Kwanzaa and Hanukkah. Some people celebrate um, St. Patty's Day. So who's to say when your Christmas is? And, and when you'll be listening to this. And fair enough, maybe you shouldn't associate death with Christmas. <laughs> no, but that was a joke. That was why we were doing it. <laughs> That's why we're doing it. We're trying to be funny. Anyway, we think this is probably going to be an ongoing episode because death in comics is oh boy. like taxes in comics. Fuck me. Wait, that doesn't make any sense because no, there's no tax. Oh, give me another shot. Okay, take two. Yep. Go ahead. Death, death in, in comics <laughs> is like blue in comics. It's there all the time. Yeah. That's that was. I get. I get. Take, I get. Give me take three. Take three. Take three. <laughs>
death in comics <laughs> is like women with oversized breasts in comics. That's okay. okay. It's yeah. there all, all the, the time. time. Yeah, it's there all the time. Especially, especially the 90s. <laughs> especially the 90s. <laughs> Some of these take place in the 90s. Good on you. Yeah. Oh, fuck. These take place all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we're, we're talking about 12 deaths. Today. For Christmas. Deaths. For Christmas. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Some of our favorite characters, maybe, maybe not. Some of our, just some of these characters that have had gruesome and amazing deaths. Yes. And yeah, they're all dead. They all died differently. I dare you to find me a character that stayed dead. And we're not yeah, talking about see. Stan Lee. Oh, see, and there should, there was Moment of silence. That's not a dark joke. He's dead. He's old. because he went right to the song. I love that song. I love that song. Yeah. And that's just a musical cue for when you edit it. I just want you to hit Panama again. Yeah. Noriega. <laughs> you found Mel Man Morgan Noriega in the Philippines. Clearly, it's been a while what, since, what, since, what, we, what, since, since we've got together. Yes. We're talking yeah, everything we had a, we had a, except for what we We had a busy November, December. Hope that, they, I hope they, that House of X. They don't know what month it is. Don't tell them time. Well, they can see when it's posted, man. Can they? <laughs> they can read? Yeah. Oh, I gotta give you guys more credit maybe, out there, maybe huh? Not. Maybe not. I figured that they listen anyway, to you, a comic podcast because they can read. You were talking about nobody stays dead. Yes. Right? Which is a beautiful thought. Yeah. In in comics. But, um... Black as night. We gotta do the that. first one we're talking about, I want to talk about is the night when Stacy died. <sighs> so, way to, like, ease them into it. Rocking <laughs> right in there with a the, big one. That's probably... With a big one. One of the hardest deaths. I think we have. talked about this briefly before, but this death was... Massive in comics because Pivotal. when it when it came out and it happened so early in comics, like in nineteen seventy three, it happened in the that's Golden Age or that's the no, Sil- Silver yeah. Age yeah. still because Golden Age is all like Superman can do yeah. anything yeah. and Batman's cool because yeah. he's weird. Yeah, Silver Age is like, like the forty. You're talking about the forties and shit. Yeah, Silver Age is like yo, these guys have real problems and real lives, and their day to day usually interferes with their superhero life. And if there's any quintessential hero for that, it's goddamn Spider Man. Yeah, and yeah, and no, no other time, um, in comic books, I don't think that the the main character's girlfriend died. Yeah, I think this was the first, and it was huge and um, a surprise to everybody. And it was the way they did it too. Yeah, it, well, it's it's crazy going back and reading it again. It's a little bit. It's not as great as I remember, but it's. It's, just imagine the time when it's the first thing that happened. Yeah. It's like, oh my god, they killed off Gwen Stacy. And they brought in... They had a plan because they wanted to replace her with, with MJ. Mary Jane. Right? And... Because what happened was... Being male writers, they couldn't think of another way to have a strong woman just leave the... Yeah, that's weird. <laughs> I think they're going for shock value, it's, but... It's the 70s. Yeah, but they brought in Mary What's Jane. What's dame? They brought in Mary Jane as like a... As like a Secondary kind uh, of adversary, said, or yeah, like, kind of like a temptation, a way to turn his head. Yeah. But the fans yeah. loved her because she was this hot redhead. Yeah, and Gwen Stacy kept was calling like, him Tiger. Yeah. yeah, Gwen Stacy was his typical, not typical, but Gwen Stacy was essentially Peter Parker's ball. mirror. Yeah, exactly. Very yeah. smart, very studious, yep. kind of by the book. Perfect, kind of a perfect match. But so after that, like, yeah. they only made her one note. So they so they did this with the with the with the uh, knowledge that. You know, the fans really dig Mary MJ. Right. So we can pull this off. Let's do something crazy. Right. And it was written by Jerry Conway, uh, Amazing Spider-Man Volume 1, number 121 and 122. It's a two-story arc. And it's actually, there's actually some funny parts in it because Spidey just came back from fighting the Hulk in Montreal. 
<laughs> Specifically <laughs> in Montreal? Yeah, but in Montreal. Go Expos. And he finds Harry is in an LSD-induced coma. <laughs> Again, this was it's in this, the 70s. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. This pitch, is his second pitch, time, by the way. Pitch perfect. Of course. He's been, he's been in LSD. It's Harry. He's rich-loaded. Yeah. You expect him to just be... Messing around with psychedelic yeah. drugs in Montreal? Nor- <laughs> Norm- Norman's under stress uh, of his son's health, and his stocks are also plummeting. And it's like the the way it's written is is kind of cheesy because it's the seventies, so it's the writing, the dialogue is kind of hokey. Mm-hmm. Um, but he suffers a collapse into the Green Goblin, who he had forgotten about until now. So he previously, when he fought Green, this is the first appearance of Green Goblin, obviously. Right. When when Spider Man fought Green Goblin before, he learned his identity, but through a a bit of amnesia comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, Norman forgot who Spider-Man, Spider-Man was, yeah. even though Green Goblin knew. But he always had this this edge against Peter. Right. From then, he's like he didn't like him. He's always hard on him. He didn't realize why. And so, so under all the stress of the plummeting stocks and his son's health, Green Goblin comes back, mm-hmm. and he's like, "Oh, by the way, remember who Peter Parker is?" Plot thickens. Right. So they they so Green Goblin initially goes right. He goes attacks Gwendy. Quasher of Gwendy, because <laughs> they call it that in the in the book. book yeah. uh, takes her to the Brooklyn Bridge where they fight it out, and she falls. So you know the whole story where they go there. He takes him to the, takes her to the bridge, and Spider Man comes to fight. And it's supposed to be this big showdown. The movie actually did it better, yeah. I think, with the who you're gonna catch one or the other. Okay, that was they didn't do that here. Still a terrible movie. Yeah, the movie's not good. But I'm just saying that scene was done better. In Fair the enough. comics, it's a little rough. It's Really? Even with the little web hand that reaches out to me? Yeah, to oh, that's it? right. Yeah. 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 We'll get into that. How much I love Andrew Garfield. Oh, I was talking about the Sam Raimi one. Even though it's Mary, Mary Jane. Oh, okay, 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 okay. So we were on the Andrew points. Garfield one, yeah. We were, yeah neither, um, neither, I don't think either one of them is good. But. Amazing Spider-Man's terrible, but they killed Gwen Stacy. But the, so here's Gwen the funny Stacey thing. So yeah. Gwen Stacy dies in that movie because she breaks her neck on the way down. Right. Uh in Raimi's movie, MJ doesn't die. Huh. Right? Okay. In this one, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so Goblin throws the bo- some pumpkin bombs and it blows up and Squincy's already knocked out. Right. So he's already knocked her out. <laughs> so she falls off the bridge, knocked out. Spidey jumps down, webs her, right. pulls her up as she's dead. And their explanation is that fall would kill you before you even hit the ground. I'm like, I don't, would I it? don't think it would. Would it? I don't know. It's one of those would it's. So it's kind of like, oh, I thought it was like the movie, the Amazing Spider-Man, where she actually broke her neck, which is yeah, actually kind of cool. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it's like snap, and I was like, oh, that's it's kinda instant cool. death. Yeah, you fucking and suffer the consequences. Based on that, no, yeah. it was just like no, the fall killer. <laughs> <laughs> Moving like, on. Well, you got Mary Jane now. Um, Peter Spiron does go absolute bonkers. Okay, he assaults some cops and ends up killing Green Goblin. With the whole, like, the glider, the Sam Raimi one. The right. glider comes around right. and he jumps over. And and then he goes immediately to Gwen's place to kind of figure things out. And MJ shows up. So they get right into it. And he's like, he's like, go away. You wouldn't know anything about this. And she's like, she's about to leave. I love you because you're different. Yeah, she's about to leave. And she closes the door and goes back in. So it's like, wow, they went, like, he just. He's over. Right yep. in there. Well, you know, he's grieving. And she was supposed to never come back. And she didn't for a long time. And she still hasn't, but the, they have the. Ghost Spider now? Yeah. I will refuse to call her Spider Gwen because it's a fucking stupid name. You don't like Spider Gwen? It's a fucking stupid Come name. Come on. If you have a secret identity and your, your first name's... How many, how many Gwens are there out there? <laughs> I don't know. Gwen Gwen may be one of those always pretty girls. Maybe. Gwendolyn. If it was Spider Chi-Chi, now we're on to something. Be Chi-Chi Spider. 
<laughs> Sounds like a sex position. It does. Yeah. M- moving on. Moving on. <laughs> Speaking of sex positions, Electra. Uh, oh, did, are we ranking these done? Oh yeah. So uh, I give this. I give this. We're, we're doing a ranking scale for these. For these deaths. These deaths out of six broken bottles. Yeah. I give this one three. Because that's of the, there. the, ex- the, well, that's Im- the, the impact of it. The impact of it was massive. A lot of these are like two broken bottles, though. Yeah, the, the impact of these is massive. Okay. Uh, it wasn't perfect. This is a great ripple for the spider. It was a great ripple. It was, okay. it was for the time. It was amazing. The way it was explained was dumb. So it loses three bottles for that. Sure. <laughs> but you know, yeah, three's good. Three broken bottles. Moving on. Uh, if, you, if you read that for me, sir. Electra. Yes. And, uh, oh, Daredevil number 181 from 1964. So we're talking about the, Frank Miller. the great Frank Miller. Yeah. Uh, this is the last hand, which I like to call the last stand because uh, the comic <laughs> kind of... <laughs> I don't know why that's so funny to me. Because <laughs> we were talking about the last stand yeah. earlier. That's probably why. This comic opens up with uh, kind of bullseye and this comic's like bullseye heavy. And it's basically yeah. the arch rival of yeah. Daredevil. And the show is based on too. It is too. Um... This is all of his um, kind of motivation on why he hates Daredevil and how he can take him down. Like he's already, Bullseye's already been incarcerated by Daredevil, and by this point, they they know they're each other's rivals. Um, he eventually breaks out of prison and goes to find how he can kind of make Daredevil suffer the most. Yeah, and enter obviously the love pseudo love interest because Elektra and Daredevil always had a seated past. Yeah. It's either been love or hate, or hate and love, and work together and work against each other. It's intense. But uh, sooner or later, he meets up. We're, we're doing the abbreviated versions of a lot of these comic books. Um, we'll recommend which ones you should go back and read. This is one you actually have to go back and read, because I read it twice. Um, I've been drinking, so I can't really give you everything about <laughs> it. But uh, finally, Bullseye meets up with Elektra, and you know it goes down, because they both seem to be evenly matched in the beginning. Yep. And in most comics, you think they're just going to, one is going to dummy the other, and that's going to be the end of it until the hero comes in and saves the day. That doesn't happen here. Bullseye decides to cross the line, and in one of the most cinematic panels that have been replicated in it's so many different cool ways, yeah. um, Bullseye gets a hold of one of Electra's size and goes straight through the gut. Or even heart, yeah. on looking how high it is, and you see it pierce all the way through her body and her suit that he's just impaling her and holding her up right off the floor. I mean, it's so iconic for him as a villain and iconic for her as a death and iconic for daredevil as a story that only really Frank Miller could put you in this type of world and let you soak in it. And she dies a brutal, brutal death. Um, eventually she comes back because nobody ever stays dead. And you know, the hand and the hand, (laughs) of course. And then again, you were talking about, in the TV show, they also replicate this as well. Not to the same extent, no. but there's always a parallel of Electra has to die in order for anything to kind of keep moving forward. She always seems to be kind of, not the catalyst, but the sacrificial lamb yeah. for this universe of Daredevil. Um, but it just kind of really solidifies Bullseye as the baddest bad guy and his arch rival. He has some props him up big time in the story, right? Yeah, it, it took for me. It took him from like a B level villain to his like A level villain because Bullseye was just really just about guy like, who throws things and just like <laughs> I'm the best. He's a cocky dude who's just like I can hit anything I want. Yeah, I, I don't really care. I'm usually a, a gun for hire, but Daredevil seems to be like some dude that's kind of giving me some problems. I'm going to make it a little more problematic for him. And it kind of raised the level for everybody's 
um, seriousness. I don't know if we said what year when it came out. Uh, it was in 1964. So again, like comics were just starting to turn that um, page of like, it's not your everyday Saturday morning, like, oh, Superman shows up, saves the day, and goes home. Like, they're starting to tackle more serious issues. And writers like Frank Miller were just going there. And as you can see from his later work, he kept going there. Um, this is at least a four broken bottle for me. Um, I've never been an Electra reader. I've always liked Electra's Daredevil. Great. Electra's cool. And Electra's cool. Like, all three of these characters are amazing on their own, but when they find a way to... F- keep them in that triangle it elevates everything else um and again daredevil goes kind of matt murdoch goes on a fucking rampage when he figures out what happened to her and uh more more uh, chaos ensues i don't want to give away more about this comic because i know a lot of people listening haven't read it in a long time and it's actually really Wait, good sorry it's not 1964 it's eight sorry 64 was when the uh it's uh, 84. Comic star, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm... I'm 84. I was, like, I was like, that doesn't look right. Oh, I wrote that down wrong. <laughs> just, just so you know, um, Electra dies in the middle of the comic. So, you know, never oh, yes. Daredevil's gonna fight up. And then that that showdown is even more intensified with this major death. Uh, I can't tell you when she shows back up again, but she's definitely alive now. <laughs> yes. Yeah, well, she's back now. Yeah. <laughs> and we're in 2020. Can we say that? Well, she's damaged as shit. Um, but yeah... What did I say? Four? Four broken bottles. Four broken. For his, for Four broken. Death. Yeah. Because I, I, you like the death, but what didn't you like? Um, you take away two bottles. She she was kind of used as incentive to get Daredevil to step up her game. Ah. It'd be different if it was like an Electra comic and she died in her own comic kind of thing. That'd be cool. But she's a side character right. in Daredevil's world when it turned out that Electra deserves her own. As time has shown... Well, Frank Miller created her too, right? So... And he killed her off, yeah, that, just right? Like that, yeah. Luckily, comic books, none of that, none of that really matters. Um, Electra's proven that she belongs in her own space, her own universe, and I think today she would probably dummy Bullseye. Probably, yeah. Because she's more of a murderer than both of them yeah. combined. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's crazy. Which leads us to let's, <laughs> sorry, I, I thought you were gonna intro me. So I was okay, like, yeah, let's fine. move it on to. Oh, how do you have all these fucking top tier deaths off know. the bat? We wrote you know, this backwards. I'm gonna jump. I'm gonna jump. No, no, no. Let's do it how we're doing it. All right. Uh, we're going to Jason Todd. Jason Todd. Yeah, I'll give you all of it. Batman Volume One, Number Four Twenty Seven, Nineteen Eighty Eight by Jim Starlin. Starlin. Also, the man behind the Infinity Gauntlet Ooh. series. This is an interesting one because the arc is the death in the family. Um, Death in the Family arc. Uh, it's interesting because this was actually voted on by fans. Like, do you want to kill him or, or do you, you want to keep, keep him alive? And, and people were able to actually vote in. And that would have been crazy for the time. People yeah. people hated Jason Todd because... He, I don't know why. He wasn't that bad. He just wasn't... Um, dick. Dick. It's exactly why. That's why people hated him. People missed like, I want dick. They yeah. love my dick. People miss dick. Give me more dick. I mean, they had the best dick and they just let him... Let Dick run around and get all dirty. I like I like Jason Todd better. I really wanted you to say that you like Dick though. No, I know. I, you already got me say that like before. Say it. No. <laughs> <laughs> I will not, sir. You want to say it? This is a convo. This is a bit of a heavy uh, story. story. Yeah, it's a little weird, especially for the time. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. No, but no, but how they got there, like it's, it's okay. So I got it written in point form. I'll tr- Batman and Robin are in Lebanon. In, in, <laughs> in Shiite territory on a mission to find Jason's mother whose name starts with an S. That's all they know. 
That's all they know. So they they go through different lines. Charmin Rosen, Lady Shiva, Sheila Haywood, right? While they're in the Middle East, Joker's also there selling cruise missiles to terrorists, mm-hmm. who's, and his plan is, ends up getting foiled. Because, lo and behold, Batman and Robin are there. <laughs> As things would happen. Um, and he, so that's where they, they meet Lady Lady Shiva. Turns out she's not his mother. So right. they, they, bounce, they bounce around with these different women. In Ethiopia, uh, Sheila Haywood admits to being his mother, but left him to be raised by his father and another woman named Catherine, who he fell in love with. Okay. So it's like, it's, it's kind of gets, it's, it gets soapy. I'm like, this it's is very convoluted. This is fucking weird. Yeah, there's like, a lot going on. There. Yeah. Um, Joker is blackmailing his mom to help him hijack medical supplies. Mm-hmm. So he wants to hijack these medical supplies because his mom's a nurse out there. And yeah, he's blackmailing her for her past. Turns out his mom was embezzling medical supply funds and doesn't want it want it found out, so hands Robin over to Joker when she finds out who he is. So they <laughs> So the, the so Batman and Robin find this woman and they, they learn that, yeah, oh yeah, I'm your mother and I left you, you know, with your dad and his girlfriend because they were more in love than I was. Like right. it's, it's this weird soapy shit. And then eventually Jason like it lets her know that I'm Rob, also Robin. She's like, oh, you're actually Robin, too? She's like, oh, my God, it's amazing. Why don't you come over here with me? She walks to, like, the back of the room, and Joker's there with his goons. <laughs> just, like, sets him up, and I was like, what the fuck? And, yeah, as you know, anybody knows, if you've seen the movie or just read the book, beats him to shit yes. with a crowbar. With a crowbar? Yeah. Like, how beats him dirty, to shit with a dirty crowbar. can you get beating someone down with a crowbar? In the book, that's not what kills him. He beats him not to death, beats him to shit. And then his mother's like, okay, you know, I gave you something, like, you know, let me off the hook. Right. And or, he's like, no. He, they tie her to a post. Good Lord. And they um, lock the door and leave the building and set up a bomb. Right. And it blows up. But So Batman comes back Too and it blows that. up. Yeah. yeah. But you get that iconic scene where he walks out with holding Jason yes. Todd yeah. in, and it looks in, awesome. in his hands. Yeah. And that's really the price of admission. You really it, just want that panel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. It's crazy. I give it. I actually. It's a hard one to give. I want to give it four broken bottles mm-hmm. because of the death itself. Yeah, and you, like the way it all and, goes down. And don't be referencing the red hood in your head. No, I'm, I'm not. I've separated. That, it. I've yeah, separated. That will, that's better. That's, yeah, that, that was better. That's like a six broken bottle. Right yeah. Here. No, this one. The build up to this is just too fucking weird. Like it's too much. Yeah. It's weird. They're in Middle East. They're doing this. <laughs> they're bouncing over here. They're doing that. World War Three. I gotta find my mother, but now my mother is actually a bitch, and she double crosses <laughs> me. It's like this is, like you just you're. I don't know. It was too, too soapy. Right. Fair enough. <laughs> but the death itself was crazy because Joker actually beats him to shit and, and then, then, blow, up and then blow blows him like, up. <laughs> and actually that gets escalated. To, and actually gets to blow him up. Yeah. And actually, usually that doesn't yeah, happen. Yeah, usually they get yeah. saved. Yeah, yeah. he gets to blow him up and then like you said, the iconic senior carries him out. Batman comes he out. Failed, he failed his surrogate son. Which is really cool. Yeah. And yeah, Batman, first time a Robin dies, he ends up coming back so he doesn't actually die but you know, right. comic books. Right. <laughs> so yeah. Four. You're gonna f- four broken bottles? Yeah. Not bad. I, I wanted give it, to I, give it five. But I thought you were like, lower. Nah. You don't sound real conflicted. Four is, four is like a B. Four is a B, solid. B, just, because plus? of death itself. Death itself was actually B plus? Really cool. I was like, whoa. Uh, which leads us to another DC property, Black Adam. <sighs> the one you did, right? Justice League Volume 2, number 21 from 2011. Correct. Jeff Johns. Written by Jeff Johns. Who the I enjoy as a writer. Yeah, he's but good. But the, the 
moment we had started doing this comic podcast, the more and more I peel back from Shazam because we keep finding more reasons to read <laughs> oh, yeah, Shazam and later, things around yeah. Shazam. I like him less and less, and this comic book just adds to the fact that I don't like this guy as much as I used to. Um, Black Adam's amazing, Black Adam's I find, uh, as, especially as a counterpoint for who Shazam is. This comic book, essentially, um, Black Adam finds out who the kids are, the Shazam team. I don't know, they probably have right, yeah, a better yeah. name than Shazam team. And he goes for the kids and starts kind of fucking with them until they all hit their Shazam power, and then you get the final face-off between Shazam and Black Adam. Something that a true fan would have been waiting for for eons and eons because these are two monoliths of just gods finally going at it. And for most of the pages, you get a cool battle, but it ends in just such a fart and whimper that I'm just like, (laughs) why? I've never read this. It's it's good until it's not good because they're basically dummy each other left and right and with their family trying to interject and help out as much as they can, which is... A, a hilarious trope that usually the heroes need more firepower to fight the villain, and in any other yeah. circumstances, you'd be the cheater. Yeah. Because if it's not one on one, whoever brings more people is kind of an asshole. Yeah. So Shazam's kind of an asshole. But the holy caveat to this is magic plays a huge part. So that's kind of your out to find an ending to this battle because they're pretty much evenly matched. At some point in this battle, Shazam transforms into his spirit animal which happens to be a tiger so you get this crazy battle with black adam and a tiger and you're like badass <laughs> yeah again and it keeps bat it keeps escalating and escalating thunderbolts lightning it's only when shazam tricks black adam into saying i believe it's shazam which he's not supposed to say right he turns into an old man and then into dust. Right, because he's been he's been Black Adam for so ages, long. Right? He yeah. hasn't he hasn't gone back to his original form. I guess it's smart. How do you trick him? <sighs> <laughs> I want to know. I'm just mad. <laughs> it's just not good. And the artwork's great. What is the whole fight? He's like, "What's my name? What's my name? <laughs> Say, Say my, my name." name. Um, I think Heisenberg. he turns into a demon as well. Um, I want to talk about this as least possible. Uh- <laughs> Uh, if, I recommend reading it because yeah. uh, I forget where he tricks him into saying his name. But there's a, a panel where he just begins to turn into dust. Then kill me. Kill another kid. And tell yourself it's for the good of the world. This is Shazam saying to Black Adam. Tell yourself you're still a hero. Black Adam looks at him and says, Shazam, I am a hero. Now that I am... Turns an old man. Fades, 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 death. Shazam! Like, come on. <laughs> if he I just kind of like just dissipates. Like, if yeah. I could award you no broken bottles, I would, but I can't. I had to break one, yeah. and I broke one for That's you. One. All right. You broke my heart. Damn, I want to find reasons to love Shazam. Moving on, we go to the man of the hour, Captain America, Captain America Volume 5. Number 25 to 42. Oh, that's a big, yeah. It's a big issue. Uh, 2007. From the great Ed Brubaker. The man, the myth, the legend. fantastic writer. Yep. Especially when he does these pulpy, um, not pulpy, when he does these um, espionage kind of characters. He did right. a great run. This is coming right off of Civil War. Right. And so it's the aftermath, and Cap is being apprehended, remember, because he surrenders. Mm-hmm. So he's on his way to sentencing, rather. Mm-hmm. On his way there, he's fucking sniped. 
Just like that. Bam. <laughs> it's like, what? What just happened? So it's crazy. It's like, so he sniped. It, it turns out Crossbones is the one who snipes him while in custody. And then Cap. And then he's. So when he's sniped, he falls down because he hits him in the back, right? And he's like, what the fuck? He's looking around. And as he's looking around, um, Sharon Carter, who was actually brainwashed at the time, nice. puts two in his chest. Like that. And he's done. Done. So it's like, it was all orchestrated. It turns out it was all destroyed by none other than the Red Skull. Hydra. Hell Hydra. Yeah. Hell Hydra. But he, pay, he pays Crossbones. He pays the, what's his name, to brainwash uh, Sharon Carter to get him close. Right. And it's just, they just put all these bullets in, <laughs> into Cap. Just like that. Like right after Civil War. Goddamn. Which kind of was crazy, right? Especially um, coming out of Civil War. Dr. Faustus is the guy. Yeah, it's coming right out of Civil War. It's crazy. Um, Director Stark and Black Widow, the aftermath is hunt down the killers, and Falcon and Bucky do the same. This is when Bucky mounts the shield and becomes the new Captain America. Nice. For a really crazy run where he kind of was like, no, I'm doing my own thing because right. I don't trust the government. And he would kill people. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it was fucking... <laughs> it was good. It was dark. It was good. I'll be Captain America, but on my own terms. Right. So I wonder if this is going to be a corporate show at all, but... Not death dying. Not not the dark. Sorry, not cap dying. But I I'm hoping that they both have to fight over the shield, and it's not really in the show. Yeah, yeah, I think so. assigned I think to either or the other. Because yeah, they're teamed up in this too, right? Yeah. Like it's Red Falcon in this season. They got this classic costume on. But. I'm surprised Red Falcon would never was a um, USSR agent. <laughs> Dibs, really? I I actually I like this death because it's just straight to the point and. Straight hit, to the point. Hit you hard and moves on real quick. And it's not even just one snipe. It's one snipe and then a few in the gut. And it's like, And okay. this is coming from Captain America, who's died, I think, at least nine times in the comics. I'd be wrong. I thought this was his first time. He's died a couple he's, he's, well, he's, he's, he's Literally, it's, a, it's yeah. at least nine. Yeah. They did a, 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 like, I checked out a run of who died the most, and Cap's up there. He's, like, top three. Probably. Not really. I ended up giving it, excuse me, I put five broken balls. I don't know if that's, yeah, I'll, I'll stick with five. Oh, you loved it, yeah. I did. I like it a lot because it was just, like, there was no... There's no there's no warning there's no lean onto no it now. It's like it's no, just like he's walking. We're in. killing him now. And he's being the, sentenced. Bang! Yeah, what the explanation what? behind boom, it boom. is amazing. And then you learn. So you don't learn right then, but you yeah, she learned that same issue that Crossbones snipes him. But then you learn like much later that, or no, later on the the very end of the issue that Sharon Carter is the one that actually capped him. So there's no like Ooh. there's no like oh it could be this it could be no it's like, it's like this no, she did it and why so now it's more like you know who did it but why and as a very Remember what trope, as you hear from the lethal weapons, the lethal weapons, Pussy Gonna Get You Killed. Pussy Gonna Get You Killed, man. It did. Uh, which takes us to another Marvel property, uh, Nightcrawler, from X-Force, Second Coming, number 26, 2008. Dare I say top five of the underrated X-Men. Um, this is written by Peter David. And I'm plagiarizing right now because I want to give this uh, comic run the justice it deserves because I fucking enjoyed Generation O. Until I didn't, but you know. (laughs) That's comics. So with the members of their race slowly dying out and no new mutants being born, mutant kind was already on the brink of extinction. Uh, In need of a miracle, the X-Men were uh, elated when one came in the form of Hope, a newborn mutant who held the promise of repopulation. Um, Under the attack of those that would see mutant kind extinguish, the X-Men sent the infant into the future with one of their own, Cable, to be raised under their protection to one day return to the present. Today is the day where Cable and Hope come back 
to the present, but the X-Men were not only awaiting their return, but Bastion. Maybe one of the best villains that... He was a great. That was, second, un- coming undercut. Was, second Coming was a huge book. And had, it was fucking good. I liked and it. had a lot of things going yeah, into I it. I like that, though. So Bastion is a super sentinel from the future, hell-bent on exterminating all mutants. Um, he rallied against anti-mutant forces, killing, trying to kill Hope, and seal mutant kind's fate. And now they are in hot pursuit of this time-tossed pair. Cut to Wolverine and his team are rendezvous with Cable, Hope, and deliver information. Cable re- realizes the only way to save Hope is to get him as far away from her as he can. Now Rogue, armed with the powers of all the members of Logan's team, and Nightcrawler have sent off to be the escort to Hope to bring her back to Utopia, while the rest of Logan's team, along with Cable, have drawn to be a decoy to Bastion. So there's a lot of, obviously, in any X-Men book, there's a lot of gears rolling at the same time. Oh, yeah. This one had no short of all of their A-members um, really trying to protect their future with Hope. So clearly, a lot was going on. Um, just some of the members in this book, specifically. Cyclops, <laughs> Namor, uh, Emma Frost, Iceman, Pixie, Magneto, Cannonball, Cypher, Multiple Man, Butterfly? <laughs> Domino, Vanisher, Wolverine, Colossus, Psylocke, Psylocke, X-23, Archangel, Rogue, and Nightcrawler. Um, this is a back-and-forth book where they talk about what's going on in the future yeah. while they're trying to preserve the present, um, trying to stay away from what their past is. And it all gets to a head when fucking Bastion makes his way to where all the X-Men are. They're constantly trying to get Hope out of danger, and it doesn't well it works to an extent because either someone's fucking up shit to a crazy extent yeah or they're just running from what a future is going to end up being um let's just cut to where it gets good which is basically a big um uh, battle with the super sentinel bastion and everybody yeah yeah everybody goes Ev- out of everybody yeah, goes out of book yeah and like he dummies basically everybody, everybody yeah. <laughs> like he's a one-man wrecking machine i'm man. surprised he hasn't found a way into updated comics i think he's, he's one of those dudes that's like too powerful. powerful and so like focused on one thing that you kind of have to bring him in sparingly right or you bring him in in the end when you're just like yeah. you're looking for your deus exes yeah. or just your way yeah. out um i think it's rogue that's going hand to hand with him and nightcrawler like steps in to try and help rogue yeah, with this, his is, th- this is when she drains like five different people's powers right? yeah yeah to become like super rogue sick um and in midst of Rogue attacking him from the front, um, uh, Nightcrawler tries to attack from behind, bamps in, but that's too late because Bastion just fucking dummies him straight through the heart. Yeah. And ends him. Like, his last thought bubble is... Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. And it's a great panel because he goes through Nightcrawler to get a hold of Rogue. Yeah. So, like, he's not even done. Like, the kill, the first kill wasn't even enough for him. He's still working on his next kill. I remember this. I was surprised. And I, I was I read this and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> He's dead? And instantly Rogue knows like, oh shit, like we fucked up because like you can't come back from a hand through your chest. No, not when you, yeah, formed around it. Um, This is easily six bottles. Actually, no, I take that back because I have a six bottles on here. This, okay. If I can have a five and a half broken bottle, I'll do it. Right, yeah. This is five and a half broken bottle. Because it's so sudden. 
sudden and because like nightcrawler's always like the unassuming but still like yeah. the yeah. the backbone like he's always the faith and the like we believe but he's your defense like he's always if you have nightcrawler you have a safety net yes. you can always get out of get any situation yeah. any situation That's a good point. and out. x-men always find themselves in the worst situations where they're like yo nightcrawler if we just had bam, a nightcrawler bam, yeah. bam. all right we're good and bastion's smart enough to be like nah you're not gonna exit this yeah. scenario that easy no you're fucked i wish he stayed dead longer but i'm pretty sure it like Towards the end of Second Coming, they already talked about bringing him back. Yeah, they actually go to hell or to like limbo to, and to, bring to him resurrect back. him, yeah, like a pirate um, ship and shit. It gets weird. And like he's still like he's dying with a hand like still. Yeah, his arm comes off, right? Him. Yeah, Bastion's arm comes off. Um, but I I'm. I'm I'm now expecting to see Bastion back in another one of our. If you haven't listened he to might. our Dawn of X Men episodes, give that a. A listen that we talk as yeah, much X-Men as possible. Uh, yeah. We talk as much X-Men as possible. I don't but, uh, think we knew we were getting into. <laughs> no, but neither did Nightcrawler. Yes, yeah. we're looking at him lying, lifeless, with a hand coming out of. He almost looks like uh, like a face hugger is jumping out. Like yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're um, right. So it's a great iconic image. Um, Nightcrawler is probably the least likely that you would have thought would have died. We're definitely looking for like a Cyclops, uh, Wolverine death. Right. Even a cable death. Yeah, Kurt. Yeah, it was surprising. You, you expecting him to be like the sacrificial lamb for hope? Yeah. Nightcrawler was just kind of the nice guy that you don't think is gonna. Yeah. And that one usually hits the hardest. Which is fucking crazy. Moving on, though, talking about hidden hard, we got Logan. We got Ma- Martian. Man- oh, yeah, well, I'll well, do Logan. No, no, no. We go Martian Manhunter. I wanted to go Marvel DC like that, right? Who cares? Martian Manhunter Final Crisis number one, two thousand and eight, by the, the legendary wonderful Grant Morrison. Uh, this is, this is gonna be a quick one. Yeah. Because if you don't, for those who don't know about Final Crisis, this is from the very first issue of it. Mm-hmm. And there's a character named Libra, who's underutilized character. He's only appeared once, like, way back. Excuse me. Way back in the days. And they bring him back for this first issue, and he teams up with the Secret Society. Right. right? So, Luther and all those cats, right? In a, in, in a So Libra is obsessed with balance, right? Hence the name Libra. Okay. So in an attempt to balance out the world and bring down heroes while rise up the gods of the universe, which is the, the villains in his mind, so there's more balance. Because the heroes are just knocking the villains' teeth out. So okay. he's here to like, I'm going to help the villains rise up so we can kind of balance out the universe. He's trying to get the secret, or the secret, yeah, secret society on board with him. And they're kind of like, who the fuck are you? Like, right. like give us a fucking break. So as a demonstration, he goes, okay, well, this is kind of what I mean. This is what I'm all about. He has Martian Manhunter brought in, and then he promptly sets him on fire. <laughs> and he his, burns true, the, his true weakness. He bur- yeah, his weakness is fire. He, and he, they just watch him burn to death. And he just falls to the floor, and he's dead. And he's gone. For the world's best detective, he deserved better. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. The world's and best detective. That's why I gave this two broken bottles, because, yes, it's shocking. Yes, it's surprising. But it also makes no sense. How are you going to go around catching Martian Manhunter like that? So easily. Yeah. And just drop him like that. Like, it, it was a plot device, and they get him out of the way, and, you know, that it, it makes sense and everything. But it was, and it was shocking. It was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. They just lit up John John. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh. That's how to get him, too. That's always been his, like, worst fear, his, his, his greatest. His greatest rival has always been fire, yeah. which is kind of yeah. hilarious. Which is really funny. Which means because this guy, you is, don't, this nobody, guy. he's untouchable to everybody else except for 
one of the natural elements. Yeah. Like, so if he yeah. was in the caveman days, he probably wouldn't have survived. I got a couple of matches here. Don't worry, we're okay. Not him. But it was funny. I laughed more than anything. I thought it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> so if I'm not taking your death seriously, and I like you, yeah, you're not getting many broken bottles. So they get two. But we're moving on to Blue Beetle from Injustice 2, Chapter 66. Most recent one on this list, 2017. The Dark Tom Taylor. Tom Taylor. Yes, I, I wish I remember reading this, but I don't. Uh, <laughs> but I do remember We're briefly. Yeah, well, you know, we're honest as well. Uh, Injustice is a great sort of idea, which is essentially all the heroes turn on each other and they're fighting for whatever reason, yeah. but they're fighting each other to the death. This is a continuation of the video game. Uh, I don't know if you know much about that, but Joker actually tricks Superman, Superman into, into killing, killing his own wife. And then it just goes and off Superman the rails. Goes yeah. yeah, it goes off the rails from there. So everyone's either... There's dimensions and shit. It's picking a side, but essentially knowing that nothing's ever going to be the same. Yeah. Um, this issue is no different, as Blue Beetle and Booster Gold often go off on adventures together. They go on another one again. But uh, somehow they get into, like, hot shit where there's really no way out. Um, they kind of get uh, trapped in with... Uh, some sort of fucking alien creature. Yep. Um, and the only way that um, they both know it's essentially a suicide mission, and the only way that they can get out is if kind of one sacrifices the other for the the greater good. So the Blue Beetle at the time, which is name redacted, um, <laughs> removes the Beetle from himself and sacrifices himself in order to save Booster Gold. So there's a lot more emotional oh, ties to it. Oh, okay. So it's, it's more. It's a he's more, not murdered. Yeah, it's a sacrifice death because he's doing it for the greater good and obviously his best friend. If you know anything about the Blue Beetle Booster Gold relationship, they're kind of B level superheroes, but they often lean on each other and their oh, humor boy, goes yeah. yeah goes further than that. So this one hit uh, Booster Gold a little harder because this was his boy and he was just doing him a solid to get him out of the sticky situation. Yeah. Um, they're in space obviously, so he can't. Uh, Blue Beetle can't be breathe without the scare surrounding him. So when he releases it finally, um, which is weird too, because the way that so how does the, he save him? Yeah, why does he release it? The 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 way the scare works is it it has it's like a symbiote, right? Yeah, but it, it would have a little more kind of strength and power to connect to okay. the mindset. So it wouldn't release unless it felt like it was oh, the necessary yeah. thing to do. So the fact that it, they essentially both made a sacrifice to help. Um, Booster Gold survive is kind of crazy. Um, da, 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 da. Let's go straight to where it happens. Um, so these are the the panels that are going through. Uh, am I coming with you or no? No, you can help me with this one. Thanks, Booster Gold. Thanks for everything. So I already start saying goodbye to him. Um, Skeets? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh, no, I have no idea what's going on. Uh, I see them, which is all these aliens start flying at him now. Starro knows. Oh, it's all the stars. So all those crazy. Uh, star aliens that attach yep. to your chest and then take you over um i guess basically blue beetle decides to be a sacrificial lamb and when he detaches himself they all go for him instead and obviously they don't go for booster gold he dies it's sad he tries to revive him doesn't work they're in space just booster gold now and then i think he immediately returns <laughs> This <laughs> <laughs> comes back in a new cost. I think it's a different Blue Beetle that comes back. Right. It's, it's a different uh, host for it. Yeah. Uh, I wish I had the names, but I don't, and I've been drinking. Um, Booster, 
and I don't think he really dies. No, um, so he doesn't actually die. It's yeah, <laughs> one one bottle, of, one broken bottle. The worst of, one in the fucking life. <laughs> one bo- broken bottle awarded. I think I read the wrong one. That's why. Oh. Uh, moving on, the seminal death, Logan, death of Wolverine, two thousand fourteen, by Charles Soul. Soul. This book was. Um, was this the first death of Logan? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The, the best death of Logan. Yeah. This is actually. I actually like this death. Mm-hmm. The whole. Charles. Uh, Soul does a good job of creating a situation where. Because this was a miniseries, right? The four issues of the death of Wolverine. He maps it out well. So it's like a journey to his death. So you know right. he's dying at the end. The way he does die is actually kind of cool and fitting. And the journey he takes there is kind of cool too, because he. So basically, what he, he it starts out with he learns his healing factor is failing. Okay. Right, and there's contracts put out on him. Uh, one of them is Nuke, right? Mm-hmm. So he beats up Nuke, and he figures he finds out that Viper is the one who put the contract on him. So she goes, he goes to visit Viper, who then sends him to this guy named Lord Ogan, who sends that sends him to Doctor Cornelius. Okay. And Doctor Cornelius is the head of the Weapon X program yeah. that helped create him in the first place so he tries so the the series is him tracking down all these um tra- all these routes to to get him back to where he was from so he goes he goes to asia and russia and then and then back to canada right nice where dr canis is waiting for him who wants his feeling factor for new primo weapons he's creating so he's creating these brand new set of weapons one thing they're lacking is a healing factor. Right. So he sends all these people after Logan to get Logan. They want his DNA. Yeah, they want his DNA. Little do they know, and this is what this is what happens when, Wolf, when they get Wolverine finally there, they laugh about it because he's like, you fucking idiot. You wanted me here. You sent all this money on me to get my healing factor. It's failing. <laughs> <laughs> so. You're shit out of luck. Yeah, you're shit out of luck. Uh, what happens is Dr. Hughes in a, like, a fit of rage. Just He has this processing thing uh, it's, he has all the adamantium. So he spent all these resources to kind of, uh, to inject these people with this adamantium so they would have, so all the weapons he's creating, because right. he wanted the healing factor because he wants it all to be basically Wolverine clones, but under his control. And so he has this giant machine that pumps adamantium into them all at once. Right. And it's, he spent all this fucking money to get it. And he, when, when he finds out that Wolverine's healing factors got, or dissipating right he gets pissed off and engages it anyways <laughs> so wolverine slashes all the tubes that were going into the other pods i guess right and the adamantium pours onto him nice. and it's like liquid adamantium that's going to solidify right. quickly so he, he's covered in adamantium he chases he chases dr Cornelius out right onto like the roof he ends up killing him for one so dr Cornelius is finally dead right Kills him and then kind of as the sun's rising, he goes like the edge of the building and kind of becomes a statue. Yeah, morphs himself into whatever gargoyle yeah. it was. Yeah, Which I remember kind of cool because how do you kill Wolverine, right? You can't. And I remember this run too, obviously for the cinematic last shot of yes. him, but yeah. also because he never really faced like one of those villains or his rivals no. in his rogue gallery. No. He was fighting like doctors. Yeah. Which is kind of hilarious because yeah. it's doctors who put well, him in this position. In, yeah. In the same like, on the way there, on the way to there, he does fight Sabretooth. He fights like Sub-bosses, he, but he yeah. gets through those ones. And it's just a scientist. It's the scientist that does created. him in, in the end, yeah. right? So, like, he meets his god, essentially. Yeah. In the final, exactly. In that's the, exactly. And that's why I world. give this... Uh, I give it six bottles. There you go. I no, no, six one. what bottles? Sorry, six broken bottles. There you go. Because the build-up... Yeah, it's marketing. It's... it's you kind of, like... 
Yeah, they created a miniseries just for the death. They marketed the shit out of it. They knew what they were doing. But you know what? It fucking was pretty it, good. It, it was good. It worked and the death was kind of cool because how do you kill Wolverine? You can't do something cheap. No. If you kill it, you, and let's be honest here, you know Wolverine dies, he's going to come back. So you kind of have to do something believable. Right. Was that? Or, or at least, cinema- uh, yeah. least cinematic. Right? And the like, way they delivered it was awesome. He was just kind of... And then it, the follow-up to this was all the sub-Wolverines, like X-23 and Dakin and Lady Deathstrike. They end up like, figuring out like how they move forward without him. Right? He's going to take up the cowl. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like... It's kind of like that, right? Yeah. And it was just... No, it I remember was it was cool. good. It was a big, it was a big moment. It was a big moment. Comics, and yeah. I thought it was pretty cool. Everyone, everyone it. took time to be like, oh, yeah. they're killing him? And it was like, not for long. I liked it. Which leads us to... Yes. Another big Marvel name. Yeah. Peter Parker from Ultimate Spider-Man number 160, 2010. By, by the infamous Brian, Brian Michael, Michael Bendis. Bendis. Fucking so, Bendis. So they built this up as one of a Marvel event because it was called uh, the death of Spider-Man. Yeah. So everyone knew going in, he was going down. But, sales. But they didn't know in what extent. And they really threw everything, including the kitchen sink, at Spider-Man, including revealing who Peter Parker was in this final battle. Oh, so you have Aunt May on the lawn. You have Mary Jane on the lawn. You have Spider-Man unmasked as he's finished battling not only the Green Goblin, and we're talking Ultimate Green and Goblin. So he's a big hulking monster. Well, yeah, where he's a yeah. giant monster, but he, he's also fighting Dr. Octopus, Craven the Hunter, the Vulture, Electro. So they completely understood what it takes to take down Spider-Man, which is a long long line (laughs) of fucking assholes that won't let him quit. By the time he gets the Green Goblin in the fifth uh, book, he's already spent, and he's still trying to save all his loved ones while still trying to protect kind of the last little bit of him. But it just turns into a fucking slug fight for, like, 12 pages as he's going back and forth. Like, in the... By the, I think the third issue, his he's already unmasked and everyone is over the fact that <laughs> yeah, Peter yeah, Parker's right. Spider-Man. Now they're just like, stay alive. Yeah. But it's so fucking hard when he's going back and forth with this um, hulking monster. It really reminded me of Death of Superman when he's going against Apocalypse. Because it's literally... Doomsday. Doomsday, my mistake. Because it, it, it's not on the same scale as them in the middle of Metropolis battling in the streets. They had that homey feel because it was outside of Aunt May's house. Yeah. So it's whatever yeah. neighborhoods yeah, on this lawn that's taking yeah. out. So that's how they got the Peter Parker kind of signature on it. But it's literally just a back and forth fight. Back And not only is Peter Parker in this fight, I believe like S.H.I.E.L.D. like inserts himself in it. Human Torch is helping out with like this whole. So like they, Bendis did his best to include as much of Spider-Man's row gallery as well as his... Uh, pseudo friends in this I guess um, what year was this again 2010 uh, in this kind of uh, event right that's the word I was like this before. is number like, 162 like this is a long way into the run right and we give we give Bendis a hard time sometimes but this was fucking this was cool so this is crazy like he's he, again Peter's trying to pull out all stops to kill this fucking hulking beast after he just finished dummying for other villains and working his way through. So, like, smashing... And he's breaking all of his rules, too, right? So, like, smashing cars on top of him, asking Human Torch to, like, step up his role, but he can't do it, right? So there's constantly explosions. It all heads to uh, an end when, I guess, uh, Green Goblin kind of gives him a final blow to the face, and he just kind of fucking can't do it anymore. So there's, like, this heartfelt moment where Mary Jane and Aunt May come to him, and they're like... You've done the best you've done. Like, you've taken care of him. Yeah. 
So he defeats Green Goblin the best you can, but the amount of energy and access it took to do it just ends up dumbing himself. And you get these nice stills where Human Torch feels like he failed, Mary Jane doesn't know what she can do, Aunt May is just looking for someone to, like, hug, and he's dead. Dead. And it looks like (laughs) Green Goblin's rising again. So, I mean, the fact that it was his arch nemesis, which Perfect, took, yeah. took us a hard time to realize because we both like picking other people for <laughs> his arch rival. Yeah. And the fact that it was so close to home, literally and figuratively. Right in front of the door, yeah. Um, that I got to give this five bottles, yep. five broken bottles. I only have one more to review other than this. And the only reason that it gets higher is because it's way more graphic. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. But this one, in terms of heart and storyline, and if you've been following Peter Parker and his just his trial and tribulations of just trying to protect his identity compared with his... Peter Parker, I feel, maybe other than Batman, but I think Peter Parker more has constantly been trying to ride the life of two men. And for the most part, he's been successful keeping Aunt May and Mary Jane as far away from the second life until he decides to tell Mary Jane, I think at a certain point after they get married, that he is Spider-Man, yeah. but that just causes more confusion. At this point, like, his worlds have collided to the point that he can't do anything but save them, and in doing so, he dies. Also note that he actually stays dead, and this is where Miles Morales takes Step, over the stepped ultimate. Stepped in, yeah. yeah so, so this is the birth of Miles Morales. And th- so, again, long term... People term, hated at first. At first, but, right, but Bendis at least had forward thinking of like, okay, let's just give it a rest. Universe, bro. Yeah, and, and, right. and knowing what we know now, how really dead does anyone stay? Yeah. So everyone yeah. getting up in arms about a black and Latino Spider-Man really didn't Who do them. Who's a great character. And maybe yeah. has the best Spider-Man movie out? Arguably. You can argue it. I can argue it. Moving on, we have Captain Adam, Kingdom Come miniseries, May 1996, by Mark, Mark Wade, Wade and, and Alex Ross. Kingdom Come is a self-contained uh, story. This one is a funny one. That's lame. <laughs> I'll get it right now. Because because really and truly, if, if you want to get nerdy about it, you can't really kill a Captain Adam. He's energy, so you can break him, but you can't. Energy's always there. Yeah. Energy never dissipates. So it's not really a fucking death. Well, none it's, of these are really actual deaths. No, I, I, okay, fair enough. It, it's, it's the first issue, number one. And in Kingdom Come, Magog and his Justice Battalion attack Parasite. So this is when they've, basically the Justice League has kind of given up. Right. Superman, specifically, has given up. We should, we should arc analysis this. Anyways, we should, we should, we should we'll do go back. Yeah. There's a few things that we have to double yeah, back on. Yeah, yeah. Superman just, he kind of gives up because the, People don't want him anymore, so he's like, I'm out. Fuck you guys. <laughs> and this, this, new, this new hero, Magog, and his Justice Battalion, who includes Captain Adam and some other guys, they take over. Right. Uh, they fight Parasite, and they're brutal with their tactics. Okay. They just beat the shit people want to kill them. So they attack Parasite with brute force, and you don't do that with Parasite. Right. They, they, they try to kill him, so in his self-defense, he ends up ripping Captain Adam in half. Good lord. <laughs> Which I know you're a fan of. Yeah. Rips him in half and being made of pure, Very much so. Yeah, yeah. Being made of pure energy, the tear creates a massive field of energy blast that kills north of a million people. And <laughs> in, 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 in the nuclear as nuclear energy is swept hundreds of kilometers. So they turned him into an Atom actual bomb. bomb. Yeah. yeah. Fucking awesome. Yeah. Which is really fucking cool. Yes. Um 
it just kind of happens, though. It's like, this could all have been avoided. Easily. And nobody really cares about <laughs> Captain Adam, so it's kind of like, meh, moving on. It's cool. It's 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 better than the um, than the Martian Manhunter. Fire? Death. Yeah. <laughs> Death by fire. Yeah. But, I mean, it's still around the same. I, I give it two and a half. Sure. Two and a half broken models. Yeah, two and a half broken models. All right. Because it's just like, it, the, the effects of it were cool, but it's just like, all right, well, you know. You, because we don't really care about the titular up. hero, yeah. and there's no This could have been easily avoided. Yeah. <laughs> In anyone else's hands or another hero, you probably care a little bit more. Yeah, so the death itself is, is kind of lame, but the after effects of it are cool. Right, the ripple, the ripples ripple are, effects, are cool. more similar to the Gwen Stacy one, which I only gave three, so it's about the same. Yeah, same idea, enough. right? But we like Gwen Stacy more than Captain Adam. <laughs> yeah, I've never been public enemies. <laughs> the way he's drawn. Oh, he's so he's huge and useless yeah. and so quick to turn code. Yeah. Anyway, don't get me Anyways. started on public enemies again. But we move on to, to the, the final, final death of this. Oh, Ares. Yes, from Siege, twenty ten, number issue number two. Also, Brian Michael Bendis. Okay, so I'm gonna um. Preferences was saying, I love Siege, but that's because I love Dark Reign. And I love Dark Reign because I love Marvel Invasion. And I feel like this was one of the best times to be a Marvel fan because the events were so... This was a great time, yeah. Yeah. Is, yeah. The events were so all-encompassing. And after one event, good. you thought we were done. Yeah. But they just kept the events kind of rolling. And the fact that they kept finding stories and ways to keep finding these heroes and villains um, attached at the hip and in different roles is amazing. So if you know anything about Marvel Invasion, it was essentially the Skrulls came yeah. down and were secret agents and then um, threw a whole invasion on top of the Marvel Universe. Yeah. Fine. At the end of that, Norman Osborn becomes the hero of that and decides to disband S.H.I.E.L.D. and take over a new um, line of defense called Hammer, which is amazing yeah. because... He essentially disbands the Avengers and creates his own Dark Avengers, which is Dark Reign. And that was fucking awesome because he ended up having Sentry, Dakin, yep. Bullseye, Moonstone, and himself as Iron Patriot. And Venom, too. As, and Venom yep. as a whole lineup of who the Avengers would be. So you have all the bad guys running the show as potential heroes. At the end of that, um, Siege is essentially Asgard has no real home anymore so they have to find us like a surrogate asgard in the united states yeah just hovers right <laughs> and norman doesn't like that so he decides to bring his dark avengers to fight these uh asgardian and avengers and it just turns into a bloodbath back and forth to the point that the best death i've ever seen to this point especially doing this because originally we had a different slotted final Yes. Um, yeah. Death, and I was like, "There's got to be a better." And I found it. Um, it's Ares, the god of war, going up against Sentry, the god of bipolarness, because he's he's <laughs> yeah, a he's god a, of himself, yeah. but he has his own conflicted with if I'm a hero, or if I'm a villain, and who am I going to follow? And they go round for round, back and forth, as gods would do, to the point that Sentry's like, "I'm done toying with you." Yeah. And literally enough's enough, yeah. rips this man or god into two in maybe one of the coolest panels I've ever seen. Because it's not only the effects of Sentry shattering this formidable um, once hero or villain, and you see all the blood kind of flying and the intestines, but it's it's like superimposed with all the reactions of the heroes and yeah, everybody like, around. What the fuck? <laughs> just in shock of how powerful this man god is 
It's fucking insane. I have to go back and reread all of Siege again because I forgot how much I loved <laughs> this run in Marvel. This literally gets six broken bottles out of six broken bottles. You can't do better than this for me, in my opinion, because it's two gods going at it. Yep. And one god being like, well, we don't play by motor rules. Yeah, I'm so done I'm now. just going to destroy you. And he does it. And it's amazing. Oh my gosh. God damn. And I don't know where Sentry is now, but I really want to find out. You, you gotta use him sparingly. I think he's flying Again, around Again, yeah, he's, he's such a... He, they made him a Superman, but I love that they gave him this kind of backdoor of like, yo, you have this Bane? you have this <laughs> alter ego that yeah. doesn't know what the fuck's going on, and anytime yeah. you snip into... Like, and he's got a trigger too, and anytime you tap into that, he turns into this other side that you can't control. Yeah. Even Sentry is hard to control. But for whatever reason, Norman happened to be charismatic and be like, no, 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 you're a dark Avenger yeah, now. You yeah, run with yeah, us. Yeah. And before you know it, like, geez, they're just pillaging and conquering yeah. Asgard. Oh, God. And you see your homeboys rip someone else. Like, oh, you'll, you'll never look at your homeboy Shit. again. Yeah, Shit. You, you stay on the good side. God damn. I mean, I really care about comics like this, but, you know. We care. You care. I care. Nobody else cares. 